I know, I know, season two is over, but what is not over is creativity. And also, this really special code, 20% off right this second at NathanMorrisMusic.com. Click any item and at checkout, type in NMM20. That is N as in Nathan, M as in Morris, M as in Music 20 for 20% off any shirt you purchase at NathanMorrisMusic.com, the official merch store. There is good stuff happening. You hold tight. I assure you to continue to meet you where you are and please meet me where I am on all the socials, like buying you something and then taking a picture of it and tagging me on Insta at Nathan Morris or saying something to me at Nathan Morris Music on TikTok and all the other fun places. January 20th, a new single releases, a new record in the works, soon to have a release date for that too. And then hold tight because season three is just around the river bend. You're loved far more than you could ever know. Thank you for all that you bring to this life because you are worthy. Head over to the store right now and grab you some swag. Code NMM20. Die Trying contains sensitive subject matter and conversations surrounding death and dying and may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is respectfully advised. I don't know where to start. If you came to the show... At the Plaza Theater, thank you very much to all of our sponsors for that event in particular. Thank you. Thank you for believing in it. It has sparked, it has catapulted a lot of positive noise within the profession, within the music industry, within different cities and states and TikTok and the world, really, that, oh my gosh, you can be a funeral director, musician, mortician, and be good. It was special. So special thanks. And in particular, Tukio's. You may not know who Tukio's is, what they even provide, and I'll get, I'll get to that. And I just need to share with you that my grandmother. If you follow me on TikTok at Nathan Morris Music, if you were at the show and I told you how. We were under her delicate circumstances, and pretty soon I'd be on the other side of the table once again. I am on the other side now. Grandmother died. This is You'll Die Trying, Season 2, Episode 150. It's amazing because Grandmother has to have every date, number, time, meaningful, 150, a show which pulls back the curtains, takes down the walls brick by brick and exposes the heart of those who are caring for those you love most. Special thanks, Big Turkey Foot Coffee, bringing us that delicious brown brew. Head over to NathanMorrisMusic.com, head to the shop, get you some swag. EFF, Express Funeral Funding, thank you for providing such support on the back end 
working with insurance companies to assign proceeds to cover the funeral balance. So on the front end, the most important end, funeral directors can gather, celebrate, create meaningful meaningful celebrations along with the family, the family who we all love so very much. Head over to expressfuneralfunding.com to learn how Express Funeral Funding can assist you and yours as you assist so many that you love. It was Tuesday of last week. I was sitting in the family room of grandmother's house, sitting in the chair I normally sit in, and grandmother's lying on the couch. This couch is one of those couches that when you lie on it, you immediately are hugged and you fall asleep. You're not tired. You don't take naps, but you fall asleep and you wake up rejuvenated. It smells of memories and grandmothers and all these senses really that fill your heart with warmth. That's what this house is and that's what this couch does and grandmother's lying on it. Grandmother is not well. Grandmother is 93 and forever she's been healthy. She has forever been a caregiver. She has forever just done and gone and never once have I seen her sit still. Always attentive, always accepting, always open-armed, ready for a baby. And she didn't feel well. And mother, I looked to my left in the chair next to granddad's chair, which Aunt Jan is sitting in, mother looks exhausted. I've never seen my mom look this way. Now my mom has been tending to and caring for grandmom for years. Only recently has that care increased exponentially. Round the clock care, going from 100 miles per hour at 93 even, yes, climbing ladders, helping with maintenance needs, it all but stops, has to be lifted to get to her walker, to even get five feet just to be sat and assisted in doing so once again. Winded, sleepy, restless even, confused at times my mother has tended to and the hospice nurse Beth arrives. I'm there and Mr. Get It Done, grandson, pulls Beth to the side and says, Beth, my mom is exhausted. Like, can't formulate sentences, exhausted. Now, I'm really allowing you into the intimacy of the four walls at 1500, and this is what this podcast is about, right? It's taking down walls so you can really see and things are revealed to you. And Beth in the hallway says, I'll take care of it. Now, Beth, her last name is Morris, And Beth has essentially been adopted by us. She's amazing. Most all, all hospice caregivers are amazing. She comes into the room and sits next to grandmother and says, I think, I think you will do well at the inpatient hospice facility. My mom would have never said anything. My mother was going on just a few hours of sleep over days And grandmother obliged. She agreed. My mother would have continued round-the-clock care without question, without reservation. Eyes drooped and almost crossed. She would have continued. And grandmother said, absolutely. When are we going? Beth says, let me make a call. 
she hangs up the phone very quickly and says, now. So grandmother, at 93, doesn't care that she's not well, is going to stand up and, let's go. Well, she has to be tended to, and I said to her, Grandma, let me just throw you over my shoulder. She's four foot ten, ninety nine, ninety eight pounds of sweetness, and she just belly laughs. We walk her through the front door and outside toward my SUV. My SUV is an extended, is a GMC Yukon, and grandmother just is gawking over it. And don't let her feeble body fool you because she did not allow or need my help to literally just hop into the SUV, which is the polar opposite of what was happening when I first arrived, which as I play this day back, it was simply putting on the show. And the show was that grandmother is strong, which she has always been to for me. We pull onto the road after I've loaded her goodie bag and quote purse, quote unquote, that she called it. It's a walker and you flip the seat up and it had all of her goodies in there. Socks, Magnificat, rosary, just other odds and ends. And she begins to gaze out the window. Not a gaze, just merely watching things pass by. This is a gaze in which she is taking everything in as a child would. She talked and talked and talked, sharing all kinds of lovely moments. We get to a stoplight, and she says, this light is taking a large amount of time. However, I'm actually enjoying our time together because I love vehicles and begins to call out the names of every passing vehicle. Vintage, new, SUV, sedan, cars I didn't even know about. Did you know the Mustang is now an SUV? Yes, grandmother. And this Yukon, wow, I read about this. I know how much this vehicle costs. Now, now I understand. I know it's business and it's a business expense, but I interject and say, but you could buy a house with it. She says, Oh, our first house was $13,000. We could buy a lot of houses if it cost that much. She continues and shares her admiration for me and how she is very proud of and drawn to and loves the person I am. Your grandfather, she said, Your grandfather felt the same. The man behind the tulip, arguably, but this is the woman behind the reason for the tulip. The reason, the movement in and of itself. As we drive to the Hartford house, she goes on to share how much she loves our time together and how I make her laugh and how she just enjoys my company. We pull in, I help get her settled. We get into her room and I can tell as she attempts to get comfortable, this is the bed that the head end raises, lowers, the middle raises, lowers, the 
legs raise and lower, you can, yes, fold yourself in half like a PB&J sandwich once she gets settled. I step out for a moment as I can tell in her eyes she is gazing to make sure I'm still close. My mom arrives and I step away. Now, this is 10.30. my phone goes off with a text message. And it is my mother who goes to bed at 8. So it must be important. And she says, grandmother is very agitated. For those of you who have not experienced someone dying, it is common for agitation, irritability, discomfort to set in. And agitation takes on many forms. You can see moments where people who are even kill and calm and cool always are showing signs of aggression or anger even. It is not them. It is part of the dying process. The science behind it, I can't speak to, but I can tell you our bodies made up of chemicals are shooting back and forth so much at this time as things begin to shut down and not work properly. So of course, your brain is skewed, your thoughts are skewed, things are different because they're out of sorts. Grandmother is agitated and demanding to speak to her grandson, Nathan. Mother's text says so. Please, can you come here? Mother will not calm down. In my 37 years, I've never seen my grandmother not calm, not collected, not relaxed, not in control. So I go. I walk into the door. I walk around the corner of wing B and go to a room that she was in and is no longer in. And catty corner across the hall is where she is now, lying where her feet would normally be, staring at the door. The hospice nurse is sitting at her head, and mother and Uncle Dave are on the couch right next to, and grandmother's sweet voice, Hi, Nathan, pipes up. The eyes, because they all have masks on, are tense and darting at me like something has been going on. I say, hi, Grandmom. I came to see you. And she goes on to talk about how they're asking her to take medicine, and she has never taken medicine, which she's never taken medicine. You don't take medicine. I grew up not taking medicine. I take Tylenol, very rarely, but never do I take medicine for I know that our bodies are strong and we can get over symptoms and sicknesses. That's how we were raised because grandmother grew up with limited medicine and so she decided that she wasn't going to take it. She's telling me all these things and I don't need medicine. Medicine is only for those who are needing healing and that will help them. I sit on the bed and then ultimately lie right next to my four foot 10 tiny little grandmother. And I'm just whispering to her and I say, grandma, you know, you have cancer in your stomach and we both know that the medicine won't heal you. So you're correct there, but you did say that if you took 
medicine, it would only be because it would help you. And you have been so tired but unable to sleep. And these tiny little aspirin-looking pills will help you sleep, which will then help mother and Uncle Dave and even me sleep. And I know you want that. These will not hurt you. They will help you. She looks at me and says, do you really think so? And I said, I know so. These are my friends here and no one is going to hurt you. These are simply to help you relax. And I don't want to be called here at two in the morning because you're lying on the ground because you're hardheaded and wanted to walk around. Then I'm gonna have to come here and give you a spanking. You see, that was our back and forth banter. She said, Okay, Nathan. So the hospice nurse literally almost leaps out of the chair to lunge over toward a table where these tiny little pills are simply for, again, restlessness and discomfort, which she was experiencing. And I all but yanked them out of the nurse's hand because at this point we are moving the needle forward and I didn't want anything to distract or make her grandmother uneasy. I take them from the nurse and I, before I could, grandmother snatches them, pops them in her mouth, takes a sip of water. And she says, now I want Nathan to go out there, meaning the nurse's station, and check all the medicine that I will have to take. And if he approves and signs off, then I will take it. I look at my mother, I look at Uncle Dave, and I tell grandmother how much I love her. And she says, you are such a good boy. You make me feel safe. I trust you. I didn't make a deal of it. I walked out. I got to the nurse's station and the nurse pulls down her mask and looks at me with such like, oh my gosh. So come to find out it was for over two hours, a massive battle that grandmother was winning in her tiny stature. She all but succeeded in moving rooms and capturing another. She all but succeeded in swinging her body around so as to look at the door because she knew that I would come and save the day and demanded that I do. The next day, she continues to talk about her grandson, Nathan, and how he's around here somewhere and I want you all to watch for him. And I think you know him, but if you don't, is there something that I can write on. And all the nurse Lisa had was a dry erase board, a tiny little dry erase board. Her mother takes it in her hand and goes to draw a picture of me and to write my name. This is my grandson. This is what he looks like. Let me know when he gets here. In 93 years, her eight children have never seen her draw in their lives. They've seen her do countless crossword puzzles, but never draw she wanted to make sure that they knew where to send me. The next day was her entering into unconsciousness. Prayers shared, stories shared, hands holding and simply comforting one another, mostly and always grandmother. She raised eight children, good children, who then had children of their own, my cousins and us having children, a great, great grandmother she is. And never does she forget dates. She remembers the name of the flower girl in 
our cousin's brother-in-law's wedding. It is incredible, the memory, the attention that she offers to all she encounters, the never judging, the always accepting. It was and is beautiful. August the 9th is my Aunt Martha's birthday, her daughter. August is a very unique, special month for us in our family. The 9th is Martha's birthday. The 11th of August is the anniversary of Frank, her husband, my grandfather's death. I can go on. The 14th is my cousin David's birthday, who is no longer with us. There are dates that grandmother was, in my opinion, dodging. Never would grandmother die on someone's birthday in our family, ever. The nurses and staff said numerous times, I am certain she is hanging on for something. My entire family are in from Seattle and Texas. And I did say, well, it is my Aunt Martha's birthday. And of course, in grandmother fashion, she waited. And grandmother slipped away the day after Martha's birthday and the day before granddad's anniversary. Never wanting the limelight, never wanting attention, grandmother experienced a holy, beautiful death, one we all hope, in my opinion, to experience. Peaceful is how she lied when I gazed at her before Christine and Micah graciously came to attend to her and assist me. We traveled to the home with her rosary in hand, her quilt over her always cold legs, her Magnificat book. She never went anywhere without. And I have since been part of every portion of care as I promised I would. Arrangements were made. A funeral will take place. And by the time you hear this episode, it will have, and there will be a follow-up. I share my thoughts and feelings. I share the drawing at Nathan Morris Music on TikTok. Grandmother, I think, trusts me so much because one grandfather did, and she saw the loving care I offered to him. And my brother John pointed out one more detail. He believes, and I am confident in as well, grandmother, in a sense, associated her journey and death with me because no one in the family would be taking more steps alongside than I, because I would be personally tending to all of the things in her body. And so in a sense, it was comfortable and comforting. And the other side of the coin, I agree, because as she died, I was there often, because 
I felt as if it provided a sense of comfort because she knew when I was there that I was tending to her. And in life, it will be the same in death. I can't explain how beautiful it is to tend to someone you love so much. I, words would fall short. It's beautiful to take part in someone's celebration as they die, as they are being celebrated, whether it be an obituary that you assist in writing, a song that you sing at the church itself, the flower arrangement that you arrange, the hair that you style, the clothing you help pick out, having your finger on it is beautiful and forever memorable. I miss already her belly laugh and how she flings her head to the sky. I miss how she smelled. I miss turning the corner in the kitchen and finding her on a ladder. I miss watching her walk down the hallway, calling it bumper cars because she would just sway back and forth. I miss watching her read a book. I miss always arguing with her to sit down to eat brunch though we knew we would never win that argument. I miss her packed houses for Thanksgiving because as a huge Catholic family, we long outgrew it. I miss her ability with babies and watching her because as a baby myself, I was only comforted, it seemed, by her. I miss her. I know her and grandfather are together and are rejoicing I know that her legacy continues and will, and I know these days as we celebrate her, they are meaningful and intentional, and our family are close and are helping to create a celebration, are helping to grieve together, and are sharing. When you continue to share the name of, they stay forever alive. I miss my grandmother. I love my grandmother, and I am honored for my grandmother's trust because when I first started in this profession, I had to earn it because they were pre-planned at another funeral home. And one day the phone rang and they said, Nath, I want you to come over and talk with us about our prearranged wishes. Not knowing when I arrived that I would be pre-planning their wishes and safely housed for 13 years they were, pulling from them yesterday, discussing them over a two and a half hour period. And long after that, even through text messages, emails, Teams notifications, and continued notifications, like literally right now. Most people aren't lucky to have a grandparent this long or at all even. Some don't know who they are. I am fully aware of that, and I am fully grateful for that. And my team, who I trust implicitly, have been assisting in the care of this beautiful woman. I will continue to honor her, and I will continue to let you in, because grandmother is worthy to be celebrated and acknowledged, as are you and yours. 
If you wish to read grandmother's obituary, Ann Harris's obituary, head over to morrisfamilyservices.com right this very second to do so. And of course, you leave a mark on this world, you will be remembered for something and her family, her family, know her mark. And now you do as well. You should follow Nathan Morris Music on TikTok at Nathan Morris on Insta, at You'll Die Trying Podcast on Insta, at Nathan Morris on Twitter. Be sure to stop right this second, leave a five-star review. Be sure to write something on this podcast platform where you get your content and maybe just maybe we'll read it. It really does help us get the word out. And I will keep you updated on this. May grandmother, may Anne, may your memory be eternal. August sure is a special month. <laughs>